Are you over there? Yeah, you. You were now tuned in to the Kitchen Couch Podcast with Nathan Nice. Kitchen Couch. Where you stir it, mix a little ice. Of course, you want the brutal topics, bro. You want the topics that, that radio don't even allow. You want the topics that Illuminati might get scared about. And then juice a couple lemons and then throw a splash of that. Man, you super late. My fault, family. I just, I had to get something to eat. Hey, what's good out there, man? This is Nathan Nice, and uh, I'm on the kitchen couch with my boy uh, Ghost from Ghost and Big G. We couldn't get Big G on. He's probably out here doing other things, but uh, glad to have you on, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, so uh, quick story. I, uh, I, uh, I don't know how I found you guys' podcast. I think it was through a Black Podcast um, on on Instagram. Yes. And I yes, uh, kind of, yep. I love black podcasts, so I kind of was like, okay, let's give it a chance. And there's a lot of podcasts out here that are very fickle, um, or just coming up, or very corny. And then I, I, I listened to you guys, and I was like, I was already hooked, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, man, uh, how did you guys? Uh, what made you and a Big G want to start podcasting? How, how, and why? Well, it, it, was, it was a couple of things. One, you know. We, 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 what you hear on, on the show, is, is that's really us, and I usually find that like you know it's it's, it's no act, it's nothing that's scripted. Those the two of us, we real brothers, and we debate a lot, you know. And so I thought about it. I think it was about you know we were up almost about a year now. I said, you know what, let's 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 do a podcast. You know, I didn't know anyone who ever did it. I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I said, let's 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 do a podcast, and we take our kind of real life scenario stories. We always got stories. Everyone always, always told us, "Say, both y'all should write a book." Y'all, y'all got stories for days. So I said, "You know what? Let's put that onto a podcast." So he agreed to it. You know, some of the stories, you know, are, are funny. Uh, we have a good time with it, and it's a way for the two of us because you know everyone's busy these days. It's a good way that we can kind of still stay in tune and kind of keep up with each other doing it. So that that was kind of really the, the chief or the main reason why uh, we decided to do it. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, so you so basically you and him are just going back and forth. Uh, I mean, like, that it's just it's just so crazy to hear, to think broad, uh, or, uh, podcasting for you guys. I mean, uh, what, uh, what made it... Um, what made you guys choose like a shorter format, like the thirty minute, the thirty minute, maybe a little over thirty minute. minutes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the, for, the format came about because I'm a big fan of podcasts, and, and and to your point as well too. Um, you know, I always would kind of look and search for, for for black podcasts, and what I found was the majority of the black podcasts that I listened to are like two hours long. And what I found myself doing was I would listen to these podcasts, I would listen to a part of it, but never would finish it because mm-hmm. it was it was it was long. So to me I found I figured I said, Man, I would like a podcast that would be perfect. Like I go to the gym, I said, if I am doing a bike ride or I'm doing a run, I wanted something that would occupy that time just for that whatever I'm doing and it'll be done with. So I figured the 30-minute, you know, 40-minute was just enough where it didn't lose, I didn't lose interest, and it would occupy me for whatever time, for whatever thing I was doing. So that's why I kind of formatted our podcast for the 30, you know, 30, 35 minutes, because that's what something I kind of felt was, I think you have your best engagement around that time, right. in my opinion. And that wasn't something that we, we researched, it was just a, it was just a vibe how I felt just based on, you know, listening to podcasts myself. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, mine's generally could be an hour. I don't really like to go over an uh-huh. hour. I, it, and I get you, too, because usually, um, like, I listen to one, and I'll listen to it in parts. Like, I'll listen to right. you know, a good piece, and then I'm driving, then uh-huh. I'm doing this, uh-huh. and I'll, you know... And that, I kind of don't mind that as much, but yeah, it's I, some of, I've had I heard one that was like two hours, and I'm just like I'm never gonna finish this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
and it's investment. I wouldn't mind a two-hour one, depending on if if the guest was like someone who was like uh, a guest that was you know very rare, or you know, a person who's not on the kind of interview circuit. You know, usually a person like that, I would I wouldn't mind listening to. But sometimes you get the same guest on a on a different you know platforms hear hear kind of the same story and you know being the two hours I just felt that I would uh you know it would kind of lose out lose a little bit of interest sometimes <laughs> right right uh man uh as a man I'm a foodie everybody knows I'm a big foodie I'm a chef yeah. um no doubt so did you get my thing about the pecan pie or excuse me uh, uh, uh pumpkin pie pumpkin pie pumpkin pie yeah I, I was just about to mention that so definitely appreciate Appreciate you sending that by. I know we're going to use that as well, too. And, and, and you know what? Listening to what you say, I may have to backtrack because you brought up some really interesting points uh, in, in regards to kind of the origin of it. And I know you had went into, you, you mentioned about um, uh, the African heritage of, 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 of recipes and things like that. So, you know what? I may have to backtrack. <laughs> you brought up some good valid points. <laughs> well, no, you, brought, you definitely did. And it was it was funny because I did the research and I like I asked some people, just random black people. I'd be like, "Hey, you you, you like pumpkin pie?" And I, to my surprise, and I'm from Seattle, so I'm expecting different uh-huh. answers. But I'm still getting the same answers. Most for the most part, they're like, "No, it's not right. sweet potato." <laughs> <laughs> And right, and like I said, I've I've got I've got the fix fix myself. I started, we, my brother both started making a little bit of an effort to try to to, to kind of pull it a little bit more. But I, I am, but I am just like I said, based on what you said and you said it in in that fight, I am finding there are people out there that are eating it though. I, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I can't lie. I think I think the thing is, um, a lot of times people go to Safeway or you know the bazaar and they buy the little pumpkin pies there, and that's not good. Mm-hmm. That ain't good. Right. You gotta have it right, homemade right, right. with the glaze and or whatever you know, nice and browned. And you gotta have it nice and brown. That's that's the real key. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. So with that being said, man, would you consider yourself a picky eater? You know what? I, I actually, uh, I'm not. I'm actually, I'm not a picky eater. I, I think I'm um, a person who likes to try different things. Uh, so I, I'm not really a big picky eater at all, to be honest with you. I kind of, I, I like a little bit of everything. And um, brother's definitely picky, but I, I'm, I'm far from. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Good to hear. Cause I'm going to, uh, I'm going to list off a couple things and, uh, just, okay. so, uh, I'm going to list off some foods and you simply say, uh, yes or no. Would you eat it? Or would okay. you try it? And, uh, if you say no, then I'm going to ask you why. And I'll probably ask you like 10, okay. 10 different, uh, things. So, uh, sure. uh, Brussels sprouts. I do. Okay. Okay. Liver. Yes. Mm-hmm. Liver. No, no, <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to tell you the reason why, um, and it's funny, uh, I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking a shot at my own mother, I shouldn't do so, but I'm going to do so anyway, she made liver for me when I was nine years old, and, and if I'm not mistaken, she overcooked it, mm. or we can call it burn, burned mm. it, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, but from that time when she made it, how she made that the, the first time, I didn't like it, and I never ate it since. So that's probably the one thing. I just wanted you said that, because I just said I'm not a picky eater. The one thing you mentioned is the one thing, that's the only thing I really don't eat. So so the, so here's my thing. You, the fried liver is not the way to go. You got to go for pate. Like, um, they'll make it so it's, like, spreadable, and you can, like, put it on okay. toast. With like salt, pepper, some kind of avocado and stuff, and it, that's the way to okay. have it. Not the fried. Ooh, that is not good. Uh-uh. That's, that's the way it was made. That yeah. was the way it was made. It was terrible. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I remember I wanted to try it one time because I, you know, I was younger. I was like, "Oh, mom, you never made liver." She's like, "You sure?" She fried it up. I was like, "It stinks." Oof, it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a no for me right there. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, what about wheat bread? Love it. Okay. Okay. Yogurt. Yes. Okay. Blue cheese. Yes. Okay. Okay. Crab. That's in salad. Love it in salad. Oh, you saw. So you yeah. don't like the crumble. Uh, you you don't like the crumble. You like the dressing. I I eat both. I prefer the crumble. Okay. Okay. Uh, a crab. Yes. Okay. I'm a big seafood eater, so uh, crab is definitely uh on my top five there, definitely. Okay. Good to know, cause I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with some more. Um, all right, tofu. Yeah, even I w- though I did say I did say that I was going to try it come 2019 because I said I was going to try to limit my meat intake for for 2019. So I said tofu was on my list of something to try, but I, at the present moment, never had it before. Yeah, honestly, I'm willing to try it though. I'm willing to try it. Though. I mean, I would try it for you. The best way to do it is deep fried, which kind of takes any nutritional value out. But honestly, that's one of the foods I don't like. Tofu. Don't try. Okay, tofu. Right. Okay. To- tofu and ketchup. I I can't stand ketchup. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yep. Wait a minute. Wait Mm-mm. a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> How could you not like ketchup? Oh my God. So as a chef, when I like see the Heinz bottle and I look at the ingredients, if I were to make that at home, it would not turn out the way that it's made in the bottle. You know what I mean? Okay. And okay. okay. I love tomatoes. I love tomato sauce. Right. But it's something about the mm-hmm. sweet and vinegar and tomato. I just and the the consistency. Oh, I just can't do it. Oh, I can't do it. Let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this thing. So, I put. So I'm assuming. I'm just assuming that you're not a fry guy. Oh, I like fries, but I'm kind of like French with it. I'll dip it in mayo. But I'm not. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna scoop some Hellman's out. I gotta have some decent, right. like an aioli or something type of mayo. Yes. You know, yes. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm uh-huh. not scooping the Hellman's out. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so you say you, you may, like. You may be the first person. You may be the first person that not like ketchup. Oh and my. Especially, this is not even for an allergic purposes. You just straight don't. I just straight don't like it. And mind you, okay. I ha- I have had some ketchup that was like 100% organic, like tomato puree, and that was good. Mm-hmm. But ketchup, mm-hmm. uh-uh. I just can't do it. I don't know why. Okay. I guess okay. like I guess if it's on a burger, like, okay, I'll take that back. If uh, there's a place, a, a little um, burger place around here, it's called Dick's, Dick's Burgers. It's a joke. But uh, it's really it's really good. Right. It's quick. If... It, they don't make any substitutions, so they already come with ketchup on it. I'll eat a burger if it already has it on it, but I'm never adding it to anything. <laughs> okay, okay. So you said you like crab. What about raw fish? Mm-hmm. So that's so. We said again. She said so. As far as like 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 sushi stuff like that. Yeah, but like without the rice, just the raw fish. Mm, I'm. I'm. We're still yes. I'm nice. Still eating because I, I eat some sushi that's you know just you know without the rice and everything. So I, I would have to say yes. No, because and I, it's funny because a lot of black people don't like raw fish. They can't do it. The so the, no. the thought of it, and I'm like, it's so good. I eat that. I eat it day and night. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and here's another funny thing. How many? This is it's just all my own personal observation. Black people do not eat anything other than well-done steak. It's just, a, it's fact. You know what? That it's is true. Well done. Well done. Would you, would you agree with me? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, and I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm tripping, too. Because, okay, so how I was raised and, like, growing up in the culinary industry. So, basically, if you go to the food store and you get a cheap steak, then you cook that all the yes. way through. You cook that through. Right. 
But if you go right. out to Rue Chris or, you know, Steak, yeah. Steak and John's, McCormick's, whatever, then you kind of want to do... More, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The greater the quality of the steak, the less you need to cook it, really. <laughs> hey, see, see, I'm not a chef. See, you're a chef. So I, I, we, we're on the same page here. I try to get my people to understand that. Uh, they have a hard time getting it. They have a hard time getting it. Uh, that's, that's one of my goals is to have my people try a steak that is not well done. That's, oh that's one of my missions. It stinks. It, it, uh, <laughs> if it's cooked all the way, all the way through, it stinks. Y'all. Just, yeah, you wasted your money. You yeah. wasted fifty bucks in my opinion. <laughs> you wasted fifty bucks in my opinion. <laughs> and and uh, do do you do the A one sauce or no? No, I I you know what I had a A one sauce was a fixture for me as a child. Uh, as I became an adult, um, I, I think you kill a steak using A one sauce. It's yeah. almost embarrassing to be honest. With you. No, mm. you can't you can't put A one sauce on a on a quality steak. I agree because it's kind of like, um, like we have this, uh, you know, that Morton salt. Oh yeah. So it's like, I'll make a, a good dish, have some organic vegetables and I'll put that Morton salt in there. It'll just, just destroy the dish. You have to have good yeah. salt. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. you put that, that Morton's mm-hmm. it just, ugh, ugh. yeah, I, can't. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. All right. So, uh, what about beets? Like shredded or something, or chops thinly. Um, no. Um, yeah, chopped thinly. Yeah, I would say chopped thinly. Correct. You gotta try beets gratin. It's kind of like um, kind of like beets sliced with like sometimes they'll have cheese or something like that. It could be really good. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about uh cauliflower? Yes, and here's here's another thing. I've, I've been eating cauliflower a little different. I, I I have it in the texture where it almost kind of looks like mashed potatoes. So we use that as kind of like an alternative to it. Mm. So how about that? So I've, I've been getting into that a little bit recently. So cauliflower is a, is a, is a check mark on the ghost list as well, too. Oh, ghost like Okay, okay. So uh, I was going to say stay away from the um, pre – like they'll do the cauliflower rice and they'll come in the bag. Stay away from that. Just chop it yourself. Don't. No, no, all right. Now you're you're the expert here. Why? Why do you? Because I've had that. And to me, it's not that bad. Why do you say stay away from it? Just because. Well, for me, that they'll chop it and then they kind of freeze it, right? And so when you're, yeah, when you're thawing it out, it'll either get soggy or if you try to fry it, it's already wet. It's already frozen, so it just it kind of gets mushy. Okay. If you if you just get it fresh and chop it yourself, it's the perfect texture to just throw right in the pan, hot, and it'll. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? It won't mush up like. Uh, I, I got you. Cause it is. It does get mushy. Yeah, that is true. That is a great point. Yeah. It oh, gets... okay. I learned something today. <laughs> All right, I got two more for you. Two more. Um, coffee. Not exaggerating. I have had coffee every day, not every other day, every single day for the last 28 years. Oh, my goodness. So that, that is a huge check mark as far as coffee. Man. My brother never never had a cup before. Never even had never one never cup. Had never had a cup before. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Not a maki. I am a Not a maki. Not a maki. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you gotta be a coffee lover. Right? Oh yeah, I right? love coffee. I love coffee. Okay. 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 It makes sense. What like I, like uh Big G's never had like a macchiato or a, a no. dopio or no. nothing. <laughs> I would, I, I, like I said, we're the complete opposite. I mean, you're talking about someone who's 
very, very picky eater. He goes beyond the line of, of a picky eater. Mm. Coffee won't, won't touch it. Never had it. Mm. Mm, that's that's weird. Oh, yeah, man. it is. Strange. I, I say it all the time. I said you got to be the only only person walking this earth who's never had a cup of coffee. Never even tried never it. And that mean New York. Even try it. New York, New York, or the tri-state area is really interesting in coffee compared to Seattle, where we had Starbucks on every corner, and then we have like boutique coffee places, bougie coffee places. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We're coffee mm-hmm. snobs. Whereas, like, I feel like in New York, there, oh, yeah. there's good places to go, but then you could also go to the bodega and get a dollar coffee. Like, that 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 is true. All the trucks you can get coffee, but it's. You know the coffee. Well, now, obviously, we're not at the at the level of of Seattle, but coffee is big in New York. And obviously, with Starbucks being probably, I don't know what it is about Starbucks because Starbucks is the only f- franchise or business I know that can. We have two Starbucks, Nathan, literally ten feet from each other. Oh yeah, I've never seen any business a business where you have. No zoning laws, where you have two store, two stores in that close proximity, and both the crowded, packed, and and full, and they're right next to each other. I don't know what Starbucks puts in their coffees. Put something in it, obviously. Yeah. I don't know what makes it so addictive that you're you can have two businesses right next to each other, and and still that level of business is beyond me. This is unbelievable. There's literally out here, um, there's this plaza. Um, it's not very big. It's kind of out of the ways. It's kind of where the Microsoft area is a little bit. Um, there's literally uh, a Starbucks in the Safeway, a Starbucks next to the Safeway, and a Starbucks right across the street. I'm like, what? Uh, I'm like, and honestly, honestly, if I can, I try to avoid Starbucks at all costs. I mean... If I'm dying, I'll get a I'll get uh-huh. some drip there. But I feel like I always get shitty service, and I always feel like I get uh-huh. crappy espressos. I can only drink the black coffee, and it's burnt. <laughs> it's uh-huh. always burnt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now I know you said that's not your preferred choice. So, or so what is for me? I either go with the reserve, mm. or I go with. Um, I'm also um, uh, a bold. You know, I go with the bold as well too. So um, yeah, those are those are kind of my staples when I go to uh, go to Starbucks. I guess I man, every time I get an Americano, it just oh, it always tastes like crap. Uh, right. I like their cold brew. They have the nitro cold brew. Cold brew. Yeah, that's what that's good stuff there. Yeah, that's some good stuff there. If you ever Let me ask this now, are you a iced coffee drinker in the winter? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I drink hot coffee when I just want to get warm, but generally it messes my stomach okay. up more. Unless, like, if okay. I need that caffeine right there, I don't care. I'll drink it hot. But generally I drink it iced all year round. All year round. All year round. It's just it better for my stomach. It doesn't, you know, I don't I don't get the BGs that well. <laughs> right, <laughs> You right. know what I mean? I, I, I have a coffee... Routine. Everyone thinks I'm crazy for it. I will. I drink hot coffee up until Memorial Day. Memorial Day. So when Memorial Day comes, then I go ice. Mm. Then I take ice. Yeah. Then I take iced coffee. I drink that all the time until Labor Day. When Labor Day comes, then I'm hot. This is a schedule. This is a schedule I, I've I've done for years. <laughs> That's a little weird. But I stick schedule, so, so I, I'm a huge iced coffee drinker. But it has to be within those within that time period, believe it or not. So what Memorial? Strange, isn't it? Yeah, Memorial Day is what August. Uh no, so May 25th. Okay, right there, May 25th. And yep. then and then until Labor Day, so September. Yep, so September. Then I go. Then I go back to hot. Wow. And I take the, yeah. well, well, I think it makes more sense in New York because you guys get way, even the tri-state area, it just gets crazy cold. I know you think, a lot of people think that Seattle's cold, and we are cold, but not nearly as cold as that East Coast. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
but I see it all the time. I, I, I can see, you know, six feet of snow outside and people are drinking iced coffee. Man. It's just, it's just, it, mm. To me, it's mind-boggling. Mm. The first thing I'm reaching for is something, the biggest, you know, largest, hottest coffee you can find. That's that's what kind of I, I gravitate to. But, you know, peach is only, I guess. Right. You, you know, I'm kind of, uh, I feel like now I'd probably switch to the hot tea. Have you ever had London Fog? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's something I kind of will go to now. You know, I get a big yerba mate latte, stuff like that. Yeah, that's where it's at. Yeah. Um. So, man, I mean, speaking of all that snow over there in the East Coast, man, what's it like growing up in the tri-state area or New York area to oh. be specific? Yeah, yeah. To to me, and, and I said obviously being a little biased because obviously grow, growing up here. Um. I just feel like, you know, I, I love New York. And I was never opposed. Uh, I was always opposed years ago of I, I would never leave. You know, now as you get older, I'm always open-minded to different different things and gotten the chance to travel a little bit. But the thing that I love about New York is is the, the diversity. Uh, you being obviously a chef, uh, the food is incredible you know the different Mm -hmm. choices you have in new york is incredible the weather obviously it sucks i hate it when especially when the winter comes uh what if there's snow on the ground just just destroys everything uh so i'm not a big fan when you know when the we were in the really right in the midst of, of winter that's never fun but um you throw that aside as far as for entertainment, food. Uh, it's one of the cities where, it's, like I said, truly the city never sleeps. I've gone to so many different places and I'm just not used to, it takes a while to get used to, going out. Like, I don't, when I usually go out, Nathan, here in New York, I leave my house at like 11 o'clock, 11.30. Oh my goodness. It's, it's one of the, yeah, 11.30, you know, you, you stay out until 5, 6 o'clock. There's, there's always something to do. I find there's other places outside of New York, you, you can't do that. You know, places literally closed at, you know, 2 o'clock. I remember I was in um, Virginia one year, um, and they said, last call, like 2 o'clock in the morning. Last call to me is meaning I can't buy any more alcohol. Right. Last call in a lot of places outside of New York means, no, you can't have any more alcohol in the, pre- in the premises. The guy took the drink out of my hand. At two o'clock in the morning. What? Like, this doesn't make any sense. What? Yeah, took the drink out of my hand. This is in Virginia. It was. This was where I was at the time. But I said things like that don't happen, obviously, in in, in New York. And you know, and that's why I love it. The, the entertainment, food aspect of it. You know, I don't think there's any any other place like it. You you know what's fun- is another thing. You know what's funny? Um, sorry to cut you off. You know what's funny? Um. So I've been to New York, and I'm from Seattle, and, the, like, I love New York. I didn't think I would love it. Growing up, I was like, ah, it uh-huh. seems, like, busy. And then I went there, and I loved yeah, it. Right. So here's a couple differences. So you know you hate the snow, right? We want snow. Well, uh-huh. at least me, I, I like snow because over here, basically all it does is ice. And then it'll snow a little bit, then it'll go away. And I'm like, I am either want all snow or no snow because if there's a little bit on the ground, gotcha. then people start driving retarded. Oh, pardon my PC, <laughs> but people start driving crazy. Right, right. <laughs> um, also, um, the white people are cooler in the East Coast. White people are way cooler. Okay. And you said this on your last episode. You were saying, you know, people in New York are, like, a little bit more harder. I didn't find that. I went to the hood. I went to the Bronx. Really? People are nicer than Seattle. Way nicer. Uh, okay. See, that's what I had. I had my love. I haven't made the trip. I can't give a fair comparison. Maybe the only person I've ever been New York. Nice. <laughs> How long were you here for when you came? I was here for four days. I stayed in the Bronx, and then I um, okay. and then I went. I was kind of hanging out in Lower East Side, Manhattan. I went to Brooklyn a little bit. I didn't get a chance to go okay. to like Queens. I wasn't going to go to Staten. I wasn't going to go to the Statue of Liberty. Um, mm-hmm. 
but you know, I uh, and then I kind of went to the the sixth borough, which is uh Newark, <laughs> and that was ghetto. I ain't never okay. seen no ghetto like that before ever. <laughs> did, that, did you did subway? Huh? What'd you say? Did you ride the subways at all? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I took the two train in and out, took the bus from White okay. Plains Road and all that. I'm kind of, I kind of can move good when I'm in, I, I, I just, I don't know, I pick up on things pretty quickly, so, but it was just like, like, when I say nicer, I mean, like, people here are so fickle, like, uh, what I call pretend, okay. pretend liberal, like, like, it's like, oh yeah, diversity, yeah, blah, 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 but then if you, you're by yourself. If you catch somebody by themselves, they're like looking down and walking, crossing the street, like, "Oh yeah, yeah." It's you know about Seattle to be like a gay city, um, weeds legal and all that, but it's still just so like everybody kind of keeps to themselves for the most part. But at the same time, okay. you can kind of let your freak flag fly. So you might see a trans person walking around with a pirate costume at two in the morning. You like you know, and people are just gonna like kind of let it slide. I'm telling you, that's a normal thing. Like, normal. People wearing costumes, people dress in all types of ways, naked people. That's just normal here. <laughs> so, what is the thing? And no, I don't know if this is still the case. This was like a couple years ago. I was rude. I was watching you know, I bought these girls. Hey, your phone's cutting out a little bit. Oh, okay, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was something I wrote for a video I saw. About these superheroes, is that, is, that, is that big thing? Like I don't know if they're like vigilantes or something like that. Oh, something you talking about that black guy that's a superhero? Yes. Yeah. Um, what, what is some, that about? Uh, that was funny because it was kind. That was kind of like a little moment. But um, so technically, I think we have a law here that says um, if two people, if two consenting adults um, agree to fight then um, mm-hmm. it's actually legal, and the police can facilitate yeah. it. And so right. um, this dude was like, I think, I can't remember what the other d- white dude or something, he was just being an asshole, picking on this girl or something, picking on somebody, and the, the, the I, th- I can't, Flash Gordon, I think his name is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it, that's it. <laughs> he, I met him, I've seen him one time, he's, it's kind of a little funny because you're just like, oh, this brother's wearing a costume. Like, okay. But, I mean, he's nice, but he's kind of a little special. He's a little special. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, it, I mean, he could fight, <laughs> clearly. Right. <laughs> um, this right, dude was right. picking on him, and then, you know, he was like, hey, stop or I'm going to kick your ass. And then, you know, the police facilitated the fight, and that guy just, the other guy just got destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I, see, that, that was one thing about, you know, that stuck out to me. And I was like, wow. So now I got a little, you know, personal insight there. So right. Okay, I got you there. <laughs> and, and like I was, like I was saying, like the just the people are like when I say nicer, they're just nicer in the sense of like, I'm either gonna be your friend or I'm not gonna. Know, I don't even want to talk to you at all, kind of thing. Like we're either gonna be talking. Like I remember one of your episodes that one of your friends just kept yammering on. They're either going to do that or they're not going to look at you, talk to you, or nothing. You know where you stand. Whereas here, it's kind of like maybe means no, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, right, yeah, it makes sense. If you're like, hey, Big G, let's kick it. And you say, mm, maybe I'm, I might be down. That basically means no here. <laughs> I gotcha. You okay, know. okay. Whereas like New York is like, you know, I met some people. I'm like, hey, let's meet up. They're like, yeah, where? Oh, here. Okay. Yep. Boom. We're here. We're meeting up. And I'm like, dang. Like, I. Psh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's definitely true, and uh, yeah, that's very common. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and I, that's one thing I, I kind of wanted to move there, but then everybody's like, "Don't move here. It's not the same <laughs> as as visiting." You know what? It, it, it depends. Uh, I, it, I always say it's 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 a it, it's a, a hustle town. I guess I don't know. Are you a big power? You watch the show Power? I've seen it. I've seen it. I don't watch okay. it religiously, but I've seen All it. All right. But if you listen to the intro of of that show, I, I think that kind of sums up what New York is about. Mm. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a town about, you know, people trying to get rich, and everyone has their own hustle, and everyone trying to make it. So it's, it's you know, I, I definitely feel that is what New York is about. 
mean, the people who usually come here, um, it's easy, you know, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. I'm pretty sure you heard heard that that saying. You know, yeah. It's not easy, and it's you know it's. But you know, I said you know, Seattle, from what I understand, is is the cheapest to live as well too. So I'm sure there's some there. You know, there's some similarities there between the two of them. Yeah, the real estate is just ridiculous. I mean, forget about exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, forget about <laughs> it. Uh, like uh, any 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 real dude, and most people just live outside of Seattle, like 30, 40 minutes, like I do. <laughs> I'm from Seattle. I'm not like I'm not like from Poughkeepsie. You know, I'm from Manhattan, or you know what I mean. I'm from Seattle, Seattle right. proper. But like. I, yeah, I live like 40 minutes out in kind of like a sketchier neighborhood, but people are way cooler mm-hmm. here than in Seattle. People are way chill. The restaurants are awesome still. Right. The views, the mountains, all that, rivers. It's, it's yeah, it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would does it really rain as much as I hear it, it does? Yes, but it's not, you get used to the rain, but it's not about, it's not, the rain isn't bad, it's the gray. Is gray it's all gray. the time. Gray, gray. You get okay. seasonal depression real quick because it's just so mm-hmm. gray, gray, gray. And you're like, oh, my God, I need some something, something. Right. And that's why you kind of, like, hope for snow because it's like you just get rain. Change, and, right. Yeah, gray and rain, gray and rain. And then, but the summer is popping. Perfect weather. Not too hot, humid, no, nice, mm-hmm. just humid. Oh, yeah. Summertime weather is popping here. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. Man, so Ben, I mean, you grew up in like the home of hip hop, man. Uh, uh, what, what are your, what, yes. are, what are your, some of your favorite rappers, man? Oh man, so let's see. So you know, I'm, a, I'm an old head. One minute, I'm, a, I'm an old head. So my, but I am. I'm not one of those old heads who is anti new hip hop. Right. So for me, grow, growing up, you know, and I, and I grew up from beginning, beginning, you know, back to the, you know, the days of, you know, Grandmaster Flash and, and you know, those guys. Bimbada but as far and all as that. I feel, exactly. To me, I always find that the golden age of hip-hop, you know, New York, you know, for me, has to start with, you know, late 80s, 90s. That's my favorite. I, my favorite guys were like Karis One, mm. uh, Rockham, uh, Knox, obviously. Um, as far as like groups, I was, um, and still am, Tribe Called Quest, uh, Jungle, is, um, um, uh, you know, uh, your phone's cutting out a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, your phone's cutting out just a little bit. So I heard, uh, I heard KRS1, I heard Nas. Yep. Rakim. Rakim. Tribe Called Quest. Tribe. Tribe Called Quest, yep. That, that era, Big Daddy King, you know, that whole era is kind of my, that's the genesis for me. So those are kind of my favorites, you know, and even to this day, I still listen, you know, to that music. You know, I, I, I believe in that, I still have a player. I stream everything still. I have like some of those old, CDs because I used to love the artwork, right? Those classic, right? Those classic artists. So, you know, those 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 are my guys. Those are, those are my guys. But like I said, I am a fan of the newer music as well. I'm I'm a big producer uh, person, so I'm a fan of current music, how they make music. So I, I that is. Hmm. So. No, I mean, so my my five, my top five favorite are uh, E forty has definitely got to be number one, just because mm-hmm. overall as a person, it's not even necessarily just about his rap. Some people find his raps annoying, but I don't know. It, it just I'm kind of different, and I kind of like he's different mm-hmm. like that. So, and then uh, number mm-hmm. two, uh, I can never choose between Styles P and Jadakiss, so I just say the locks. Number two. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of the Jacka. He's a Bay Area artist. It's pretty underground, but uh, rest in peace, the Jacka. But he was one of one a real one. Um, mm-hmm. Andre Nicotina. He was also another West Coast dude. You know, he produced a lot of beats. He kind of didn't get his enough shine, but he kind of put a lot of P 
people on to the Bay Area. And then number five is uh, okay. Ghostface Killer. Like, seeing him live, okay. I actually got to shake his hand, and he was just a real one mm-hmm. like, all the way around. And Yeah. You know, I, I just... I'm it, surprised. I'm surprised you didn't name, especially in that area. You didn't name your man Too Short? Okay, I love, love Too Short. Top ten, for sure. As far as, like, lyricism, okay. he's not, like, a lyricist, though. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of, like, right. a storyteller. And tr- I mean, I've got two mm-hmm. short albums. I Man, I had a two short vinyl. Like, I'm a huge fan of two short. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. not top five. Top ten, but okay. not top five. He's, he's more of a vibe rapper. Like, when I want to just, you know, yes. get into a vibe. Yes. But I'm not, like, going to be conscious, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> when I'm listening to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, man, and it's it's just crazy, too. You know, when I went to the Bronx, just that whole feeling of, like, this is where hip-hop started. Like, it was yeah. just so... You, you could feel the, the all the history and all the buildings and the burning and all that. You could just feel it. It was, just, it was crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, and like I said, if you, if, if you didn't grow up, like I said, you know, the Bronx today is different from what the Bronx was in those days. So you kind of, you miss, it, it, you know, the graffiti on the trains, you know, the break dancing, you know, the stuff like that. Like I said, I, I, I grew up in that, in that era. Mm. So just to see how, how it, how it's changed, but you can still feel the essence of it. It's not, it's not how it was back then. You know, you really felt it back then, but, uh, you know, you still have, you know, uh, remnants of it. You know, today, but it's just, just not as strong, in my opinion. Well, okay, so so question. Um, I was watching. Um, have you heard of Wattstock? No. So it was basically a black Woodstock in uh, the Watts, LA area, and it was after the LA riots. And just at that time, you could see black people. They're all dancing, no fighting. Everybody's generally right. getting along. What did you get that that more of a sense back then, or do you think it's changed now? I feel like when I see it, I feel like there was more love in the air back then. What, what do you think? Um, that's a good question because I, I I would say it depends because I always felt that when it when it came to hip hop, and sometimes I think hip hop got an unfair black eye, but. You know, usually, you know, when when a hip hop event happens, usually something pops off. Mm. It, it, it just it just generally does. But I, I would probably say that it was more feel good music back then. So I think the vibe was a little bit different. And then you know, worst case is if there was some sort of issue, you know, you know, b boys they would battle dance off things of that nature to kind of settle disputes mm. so it was a little bit more more of a um, I think a peaceful time uh, then they got a little crazy I think when kind of the gangster rap kind of came apart uh, came came on the scene but but now I think um, trying to go back a little bit towards the, the feel good days, because I think if you look at the kind of current music today now, um, it's kind of going back towards that, so um, you know, I guess to answer your question, I, I think it was more love, probably a little bit more back then. I yeah, because I feel like, like um, you know, I, I've been to clubs, raves, you know, all types mm-hmm. of metal, punk, I've kind of been to everything, and... Um, for some reason, I always find, unless it's like a woker rapper, like a Ghostface or a J. Cole or Kendrick, I always find if I go to like yeah. Amigos or I go to a Gucci or I go to, I, somebody's going to want to try and fight me because I stepped on their J's on accident. Yeah. I, I, and I'm yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, like I'm like like a cool nerd. You know what I'm saying? I'm like a nigga nerd. Mm-hmm. I'm a nigga nerd is what I call mm-hmm. it. And so, okay. like, I kind of like, you know, I'm nerdy, I'm doing my thing, you know, and people are kind of like, ooh, like, I feel so judged, and I'm like, damn, like, you guys are supposed to be my people, like, that's why I can't really go to rap concerts, and unless it's, like, somebody I really wanted to see, then I'll, I'll wait it out, and I won't mm-hmm. care, but just going to, like, I went to a YG show, and that was, like, 
okay, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't wear the J's or whatever. I don't, you know, but I'm just doing right. me and people are just kind of looking and they're like, oh, well, you know, you don't fit in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, you know what the thing is? is and I think that if we were to take your vibe, your style, and we, we went back in time, I would say maybe 20, 24 years to be exact, 24, 25 years, you would fit in. Because to me, that's why I felt, like I said, I would say hip-hop was at its golden age then because it was inclusive of everyone. If you went to a, a Talib Kweli type of concert or most deaf, right. uh, common, those guys, you saw all types of people, backpack, back, you know, type of rappers, you saw the whole different mix to the, you know, the hardcore people. And it was just a, a different era, in my opinion, where it was, like you said, it was inclusive of everyone. Um, and I don't think you see that as much today. So you, you're, a person could be judged on you know, how they dress, how they look, and, okay, they don't fit into this, this particular, you know, rap scene, so to speak. Right. Where you, 20, 20 years ago, it, it was for everyone, you know, hip-hop was hip-hop. It wasn't segmented that way. Right. I think you're finding that today you're seeing a little bit more of that type of division. Yeah, and I mean, it just, I mean, I like new music. I'm kind of like um, a little bit bougier about my music now. I like artists that put mm-hmm. out whole bodies of work. I, I can listen to tracks, like, oh, this guy has a good track, mm-hmm. he's a good but overall, and I listen to some of the new mumble rap, it, you know, but I listen to tracks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't listen to whole albums. I mean, you know. Absolutely. Or, like, when I do listen to artists, I listen to, like, a 2 Chains who has a, who put out a good album, or Gucci Man who actually yep. put out a whole good mm-hmm. album, or Nas, but I didn't like his last album, mm-hmm. honestly, but. <laughs> yeah. And that's funny. I, I was kind of the same way. I hate to say it because I'm a huge Nas fan. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I felt it was a little, little lackluster uh, on that last project. I hate, I hate to say it. <laughs> it, it. It was too many samples and not enough beats. It was just all samples mm-hmm. and it was flat. Like it wasn't. I don't yeah. know. I need to hear some yeah. like bass with the rhymes. I didn't hear no bass. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that yeah, push- that's, and that, and that's 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 what makes it. You know, you gotta have. You know, not obviously. You know, his flow is is, is ridiculous, but. Today, stay engaged. You got you got to have you got to have a good producer, and you got to have beats. They go hand in hand now. You can't get away with just having lyrics. You got to have beats with it. Right, right. And but I will I will give Kanye credit. That Pusha T album was great. Yes, that yep. was amazing, yep. amazing album. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm, I mean Kanye, as much as he is, he's still one of my top five. One of my top five producers all time as far as come you know with production dude's a genius and energy he just has that energy really really good Uh, no it's i'm sorry you cut out oh uh he has that energy that that just that yeah you know and honestly like a lot of people are kind of getting caught into his like whole trump thing and I don't, yeah. I don't support Trump, but I do support mm-hmm. Kanye. Like being able to, like, I think honestly, he's he's kind of like he's he's faking like he's for Trump. So if in case Trump fucks up the country, then maybe black people got a little mm-hmm. in. You know, we got a little in mm-hmm. in the afterworld. We got you know during the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of when I think of Steve Harvey, meeting them and Jim Brown and all that. I'm like. They're trying to get us a little in, just in case the whole thing goes up in the flames. Right, <laughs> right. So I mean, yeah, it's true. And in every in every person, like I said, it, I always say when you see, people are very quick to label someone as crazy, uh, and 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 any person who is crazy, who could be certified crazy, there is also always a very small portion or a part of that person, what they're saying or or what they believe does have some merit. Right. That's just my in my opinion. It does have some. So even some of the things that Kanye talks about and does, some of it does have merit. And, and it's, it's worth listening to. So I don't, I'm not a person who just completely dismisses a person because you don't agree with them. Right. I, I try to be, you know, open-minded in that aspect. But there's, there's, there's parts of things that he does say 
uh, it does make you say, you know what? Okay, that's something I can think about. Right. Something to think about. Like that. Like he really, and that, and that, he, he really misfired with the slavery is a choice thing. I mean, I get where he was trying to go with right. that, but that, right, didn't <laughs> articulate it right. Yeah, <laughs> that was bad. That, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got what he was saying, but he didn't. You know, sometimes he just, you know, some people just don't articulate themselves correctly, and you lose the message that you were intended to say. Right. And I think he runs into a little bit of that. In some of the things that he talks about, but I appreciate his passion. Though he's a very passionate person about what he believes, and I am a, a believer of you know free thinking. So I, right. I, I kind of get some things that he talks about. Right, I, and I I completely agree, man. And, and, and speaking of, of of people you don't always agree with, uh, I actually had to write down this question because I came up with it. Uh, so you're on the podcast with Big G. What pisses you off most about Big G as far as podcasting goes? And I don't, I don't want to spill your tea all over, but you know, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> spill a little bit. What, 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 yeah, one, one of the things that, that that pisses me off for him with, with the uh, the podcasting is, and if you listen to it, and you, I know you definitely appreciate you listen to it, he says things that I know for a fact he he is not fact checked. Well, he just completely makes up. He, he, and, and, I, and he catches me off guard when we do it. Because he says things, and I was like, okay, he says it kind of convincingly that where it, it might be actually true. But then I would catch him and say, this is, this is completely false. And, and that's what kind of sparks our kind of banter back and forth. That's the one thing he does. I try to be as accurate as possible mm-hmm. and I feel that he has he doesn't care he just spits out things that sometimes comes off the top of his head and so, he'll spin it as it as it, as it to be fact so he, yeah, that's he, one he, of the things that drives me crazy he now. like he shoots from the hip a lot more and you're going for accuracy <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> I'm gonna say everything I say is, is 100% accurate but at least that I do double check and, and I and I try to you know some little legwork before I, I do it. I don't believe he says he does. I don't, I'm pretty sure uh, he is not doing his uh, full research before some of the things that he says. <laughs> I mean, I really. I, it's funny because I when I listen to you guys go back and forth, I it's it's sometimes I'm like, oh, I agree with Ghost, and sometimes I'm like, oh, Big G kind of has a little point there. <laughs> but as yeah. as far as yeah. facts go, yeah, I mean. I don't know. I guess I, I don't really... The only time I listen to podcasts for, like, actual factual information is most, like, political mm-hmm. stuff. I usually kind of listen to... Right. Like, because I just like the general banter and, and how, like, uh, poised you guys are, you know. You guys aren't saying um mm-hmm. and like and and a lot. You guys are just kind of keep it going. Right. So, that's what I like about it. And that, that's just funny that, you know, he's shooting from the hip. He says it with his chest, and you're like, ah, oh, that might be right. And you're like... Oh hell yeah. no! And he, and he does, he does a good job. Like sometimes, you know, he'll 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 say things, or I'll have a strong opinion on something, and he'll say something on on how he feels. And, and sometimes he'll change what I thought, or at least I'll give it a second thought of, you know, whatever whatever we're talking about. That's okay. I can see his point and see how he came up with that. You know, sometimes that that does happen, and I think that's what um, you know creates good dialogue for the for the two of us because we're able to kind of see each other's point, mm-hmm. even though we don't start off to be. And, and all of our stuff is, you know, once we hit record, I have no idea what he's gonna say, and I have no he has no idea what I'm gonna say. So it gives us, you know, a, a pretty good genuine thought process that, that you know everyone's able to listen to. No, and I, I could I could tell that actually specifically, and that's one of the reasons because I, I tend to not like stuff that's too scripted, you know. Once too scripted, gets, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I I freestyling a little bit. I mean, I'm sure you have a little, you know, your couple things you write about. You have your ideas, yeah, topics, but, right? Mm-hmm. But then, Outline. you know, mm-hmm. you kind of you're kind of like, boom, I'm gonna set it up like this. Boom, boom, you're just kind of going as it goes instead of yeah. When it's scripted, it just doesn't sound as funny usually. Right, especially what I rant. The rant I rant to always all, you know, personal stories. So uh, you know, I don't I don't know about it until 
you know, everyone else knows about it. Right. That's, that's what makes it, you know, makes it, uh, I guess, a little entertaining at the same time as well, too. Right. All right. I got I got uh, two que- two more questions for you. Um, what do you uh, what do you um, do you have anything uh, rant worthy going on today? <laughs> I listened to the episode today. Uh, I, I listened to the episode today. Right. OK. Um, hmm, I see. So what, let's, let's think of see what happened happened today. Um, no, we're not really so so much of a rant. So I have a, a ten year old who uh, plays basketball, and so he's on two teams. So one I coach, and one that I don't coach. So <laughs> right. the, the, the biggest the, the biggest issue I have is I, I find myself being um, one of those parents that you kind of hate on the sidelines. <laughs> I'm starting to become. I'm starting to become that parent. So, and I always say to the parents when I coach the team, you you signed your child up, you know, for them to play basketball. I will. I would prefer if you would allow me to do the coaching. Right. right? And being now that I'm on the other side of that of, of that, where he's coaching, and I'm coaching from the sidelines, so I'm, I'm becoming the kind of the parent. Uh, you know, that, that hate. So long story short, the coach. Oh, you're cutting out a little bit. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the coach, the coach said to me, uh, what I actually say to some of the, the parents, you know, I'm going to need you to let, you're going to need to let me do the coach. And he's also coach as well. So we had a kind of a little bit of a back and forth. It wasn't anything, anything major, but you know, it was just a situation. I just kind of had to look at myself in the mirror, like, wow, I really became that dude. <laughs> now I'm the guy that you know, <laughs> yelling at the sideline, telling the coach how to do his job. I got the parents, you know, looking at me, you know, because I'm <laughs> yelling on the sideline. So, you know, it's just it was a little bit of self reflection. So that, that was probably the only thing that kind of happened that was a little kind of caught me, you know, take a step back and kind of look at things. I, I didn't really have anything that was too, you know, rant-worthy at, at the uh, at the current moment, you know. No, I got makes... a couple more days left. <laughs> right. I mean, that makes sense, too, because I think at, like, 10, especially as a, a young boy, um, you're starting to develop your killer instinct. You're either going to have it kind of around that time or you're not. And so you're kind oh, of you're like, want, yeah, you want to like instill that in him, and you're kind of like, hey, mm-hmm. let's win. You want to, you know, compete and like be the best. And they're kind of still trying right. to figure it out too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like it's like almost like a tug of war. So he's he's telling them how to do things, and I necessarily sometimes don't agree with how he's utilizing him. So my son's probably getting confused because he's the coach telling him to do one thing, and I'm telling him don't listen to him. <laughs> you know, right? You know, always the expression like you got too many chefs in the kitchen. That's, that's the situation that's going on in youth basketball right now. <laughs> so, so let me ask you a question. Quick question: um, Is is he the type of coach that like everybody's a winner? Um, yes, and uh, one thing we every game. That drives us the wall. We lose every. Lose. Uh, I feel so he doesn't. Cut. He is there. He said it's the beginning. He's there to develop, but win also. <laughs> right. Need to see a couple of W's. <laughs> oh, so you lose every no. game. <laughs> no, but he is. He, he's coaching to improve. <laughs> I really worried about. I really worried about. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Right. Still early in the season. Maybe we'll turn it around, but you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> no, my my quick rant. Um, I thought about it. It's uh, I'll just make it quick, but uh, it's kind of uh, about pretend liberalism. Like a lot of people, especially in Seattle. Oh my goodness, especially here, people pretend like they're so. Oh, let's have a community. 
Blah, 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 diversity, mm-hmm. but they're they don't really think like that. They don't really act upon it. They just they. It's like what I say is they're liberal in groups, but they're conservative by themselves. So like in a group, we're like, yeah, let's all yeah diversity. But then when you're by yourself, you're kind of like, oh um yeah, <laughs> you know, like that that's that that grimace, that grimace, that little that little that white people smile. That's that's right. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny because it's like I don't know. It's just like you you're thinking that Seattle would be so progressive and forward thinking. You know, we got weed legal. Right. We were one of the first gay mm-hmm. marriage legal and mm-hmm. all types of stuff. We've got like safe injection sites now about to start popping up. I mean, it's really like supposed mm-hmm. to be. But then. You know, we just also get taxed left and right on everything. We don't really know where our money's going. The real estate, forget about it. I mean, on all... I can imagine. And we're, like, you know how the Bronx ain't what it used to be? And even the Bronx right. is kind of getting pushed out. People start moving to Vernon. People start moving to Yonkers. Yeah. It's the same way in Seattle where it's like a lot of communities. There's one community called the Central District, and it's completely gentrified now. I mean, there's still like some black really? staples, but it's mm-hmm. it's um yeah, and so you know, got a lot of Starbucks and small dogs walking around. In the oh, a there, lot right? of small dogs, a lot of lost white people. <laughs> um, <laughs> they they never no pe- people used. To, I mean, anybody any color used to go there. If you go there, you know where you're going. And it wasn't like it was kind of the hood back then, but you know you knew where you were going at that time. But now it's like, oh well, we can hop this bus, go here, and everything's urban, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's just kind of like I wish people actually practiced what they preached out here. And you know, there's nothing wrong with being conservative. Just admit it, and like it's fine. Like it's not a big deal right. as, as long as you you know let me do me, you do you. But just don't pretend like ever you're okay with everything. Just I don't know that, and that's one thing I like about New York is like, like you know somebody's talking to like, hey, shut the fuck up, and like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you know you what I mean. You will get that. <laughs> you will get that from 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 a person of any age. You could be ninety five years old, or you could be seven years old. Right. You will get that. <laughs> <And> I... <laughs> Especially the seven-year-old. And another worse to get cursed out by a kid. Right, right. No, and I just remember, man. Uh, oh, what is it? Oh, so you you know you guys have the people that sell the candy. You got the break dancers. Yeah. You got comedians. Mm-hmm. Oh, the comedians were good, good. Um, but the one you get sometimes you get rappers and poetry, and that one is weird. Like I had this one dude. I was on the train. And he like he's like I'm now about to read my poetry blah 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 right and he was reading yeah. it and uh, he was talking about how he hated his dad or something it was like yeah. so <laughs> awkward I was like oh my god <laughs> I, I said I said things I was going to someone's going to either either get this idea or they're going to steal it that's just I'm going to mention it I said I'm going to I'm going to take and create a book called a New York City Subway Story. That's 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 my idea. Cause you, I can write a book on the things you we've seen and heard on the subways of New York City. Right. You, you get everything. Like you get everything. It's it's, it's probably the, the the best movie that's never been told yet. <laughs> yeah. Leaning over, fights, pregnant people, blood, oh, buck fifties. Everything. I'm <laughs> just like everything. Yeah, everything. man. Yeah. <laughs> man, I man, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, get on my little podcast, my little platform here, man. Uh, so, what's next for uh for uh for Ghost? Yeah. So, uh, you know, next I guess for for, for 2019, um, and I appreciate you know. You let me on here. I, I had a great time and got a chance to, you know, connect connect with you. Uh, for 2019, I said we're gonna we're gonna try to get uh, a couple more noteworthy guests. So I, I don't want to give it away, but I, we're gonna we're gonna have a couple of you know pretty good names. I think that the listeners are going to enjoy on on the podcast. And, you know, our whole theme is you know we tell relatable stories. 
put a little flash of comedy with it, and you know we we make it friendly for and relatable to everyone. So we're gonna keep that theme going into 2019, and we're gonna add a couple of of, of guests. Uh, we're gonna do a little bit more of entrepreneurial uh, type of of, of guests that's gonna be. Um, Slated to, to, to join us for a couple of episodes, so it should be good. I just think it's going to get bigger and better. That's that's the goal, and you know we appreciate you know, all the listeners. We appreciate you. You know you've been a, a, a supporter of ours, and you know we want to we want to get you on on our on our side as well too. So we got to connect and uh, you know get you on and and, and kind of go from there. Oh yeah, I'm oh, I'm totally down. Yeah, I really like that entrepreneurial one with the dude who was who had the I think uh-huh. truck business or whatever was it truck business? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. was really good because yeah. just the way I don't know it wasn't even necessarily what he was saying, but it was like he was really talking talking with his nuts. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh-huh. And he kind of like yeah. you, you know what yeah, I mean. What? He he knew what he was talking about, and it was just the, the confidence he had when he was talking about it, and that's what really got me brought me in. Yeah, especially with you know, in, in with with him, and I thought that's why I thought he would be an interesting story because he was, you know, he's a regular dude, real dude who who literally started his business for nothing. You know, like I I've seen the grind and witnessed the grind firsthand, and you know, just the kind of his mentality. You can you can if you ever got to meet him face to face, you can see the passion that he has. Uh, around how he builds his business. And like I said, to me, I'm not an entrepreneurial guy, but, you know, some of the things he says and the principles that he believes in, you know, I could take that to, you know, the corporate world. Right. So I, I just thought it was a, a, a good message that he, he kind of, good energy he puts out there. So I thought he would be someone that, uh, you know, people would like to hear from. Okay. Yeah, man, uh, that was a ghost, man. Uh, ghost and Big G. Uh, let them know where to find you. Yeah, so we uh, every Monday we're on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, ghost and Big G on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, email realtalkgb at gmail dot com. And uh, you know, Nathan, nice. I, I appreciate you, brother. And you know, I appreciate you giving us, you know the time here and uh on your podcast yeah man no problem no problem stay on the line brother i'm gonna close out this show all right man you heard it here i only fuck with real niggas um the kitchen couch on everything on every platform uh that was that was ghost from ghost and big g podcast so uh go ahead and bump them and uh you already know about me hey hey i'd really like to thank uh ghost from Real Talk Ghost and Big G podcast. Really good podcast. Y'all got to peep that. Man, we got more content coming out. Nathan Nice is consistently working. Gumbo Root is always whipping. You feel me? Light Skin Bourdain is always tripping and traveling. You feel me? And I'm here to report it live and give you all the game. I got a, a couple shorties coming out. Solo, dolo podcast. A couple hot takes here and there. Just my thought process throughout the day. So uh, bump this. Uh, questions, comments, concerns. At Nathan Nice. N-A-T-H-I-N-N-I-C-E. At the kitchen couch, self-explanatory. I'm all over the internet, man. So just Google my ass. Uh, go to the website, thekitchencouch.com. Good place to peep this. Good place to peep it. Thekitchencouch.com, baby. Yeah, I'm here all day. It's the food of you ain't bougie, baby.